0: Hello and welcome to the Financial Independence UK podcast. Join your hosts, Tom and Alex, as we talk about wealth creation, financial planning and personal development, specifically for the UK.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Financial Independence UK podcast. Now, to you guys, this will seem like just another episode, but to Alex and I, this has been about 18 months in the pipeline. Uh, We finally launched the podcast, as you're well aware of, and hopefully you've been listening to and enjoying. But to us, it's been quite a long journey, and launching a podcast was so much more difficult than we thought, and incorporated so many different little tools and websites and stuff that we never even considered. But it's been a massive learning process and we are extremely proud of what we've done. We think that we've got a lot more to offer in terms of quality. And I think hopefully the upcoming episodes and perhaps some of the more recently released ones, you'll agree that they are a lot better. And we're sort of a lot more comfortable with the whole podcast process at the moment. The main purpose of this episode, though, is just to give you guys a bit of a catch up because 2021 Alex and Tom is quite different to 2019 Alex and Tom. And we just wanted to give you guys a better picture of where we are and where we're headed as a podcast. So uh, we're just going to do a quick one- minute update, tell you where we are, tell you what's happened over the past uh, sort of 12 to 18 months or so. Um, so for me, as you're probably all aware, there's been a global pandemic on, and we've all had to work from home, which has been a colossal change for a lot of people. I really enjoyed that transition, and I sort of started to look at my previous employer and think this isn't the sort of thing I want to do long term. And I actually wanted to continue the whole sort of remote working technology based stuff. So I started a job hunt, managed to actually get a new job, which is fantastic. I'm you know really, really enjoying it. I'm sort of basically working as like a data analyst. So it's using my mathematical analytical skills a lot more. And it's a permanent remote position. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've continued to save and invest as always and this job will only help with that and it will also potentially allow me to stay in work longer than I had initially anticipated because I'm, I'm enjoying this job a lot more than I thought I would. Um, so Alex, how about yourself? How's the, how's the last 12 to 18 months been for you?
0: They've been very good. So start the minute timer for me in your head and let me know if I go overboard. But so yeah, as Tom says, it's been it's been a bit of a, uh, a slog for us to kind of learn this podcast stuff. We think we've got a handle on it now. So for me, in the last kind of 18 months, uh, I've changed jobs. I've swapped a, a tiny commute for a really long commute. So I now commute over 100 miles a day whereas Tom has to walk upstairs. So there's a bit of a, a bit of a difference between those. I really enjoy my new job. Um, I did manage to negotiate a pay rise with that as well. But in terms of kind of in investing, saving the journey towards fire, I'm just kind of on the track, really. I'm st- still going. I've got a lot of processes now set kind of in stone. So I always pay myself first and things like that are just ticking along and I refine them as I go. Uh, I've learned an awful lot in between starting this this podcast venture uh so we thought it would be a a simple idea quite a nifty thing for us to do way harder than we anticipated we've had to learn so much that we didn't know we needed to know
1: so hopefully it'll we'll be able to bring you a lot more helpful kind of content from uh, this point forwards yeah that's right we've definitely got a lot planned i don't want to sort of make too many promises but yeah we are really pleased with the quality and the direction of the podcast as we move forwards so yeah hopefully you guys will continue to enjoy that next up actually we've got um an interview with a viewer uh, a viewer a listener (laughs) who actually emailed in to ask us to interview them so that was done by alex and it's actually with a medical professional so it's right up your street alex
0: yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, we had um, an email come in from, it's actually our first email, from somebody who said, can I come on the on the podcast with you? Uh, she's a medical doctor working in the UK and is on the path to fire as, as we are. So I thought it'd be prudent to gather her, um, her journey, really, and, and leverage some of her knowledge. And that was really interesting. I know I, I learned an awful lot from it. So that episode will be coming soon. So stay tuned for that one.
1: Yeah, and we've also got a couple of, pre-recorded interviews from the past sort of couple months as well and then we've also got a project in line a secret project that we can't tell you anything about but that should be quite interesting that will be a series of very short sharp episodes hopefully with some good information but we wanted to we wanted to keep the podcast more about mine and alex's journey and our kind of friendship i guess that we've built up over our interest in financial independence because there are so many podcasts and sources of information out there that give you all the basics of personal finance. We thought if we just kind of regurgitate all that information to you guys, it's not going to be that interesting or it's not going to have that much longevity after the first sort of like 20 episodes or, or whatever. We wanted to keep it on the interactions that Alex and I have and try and sort of record them, capture them because a lot of the time they are quite interesting and we think they're quite fun. And that's why we that's why we want to release them.
0: Yeah, we often have our best ideas normally between ten PM and about ten twenty-five PM, something like that. Um, I generally have kind of good ideas at that point and I'll pitch them towards Tom and he'll say, Oh, I like it, or no, I hate it. So we kind of yeah, choose kind of what we're gonna do, where we're gonna go. And a lot of it comes from the learning that we have to do to be able to bring concise kind of explanations of concepts back to you so that's really helpful for us as a constant kind of learning curve uh, because if we don't understand things we would then won't be able
1: to explain them clearly so that's a, a huge benefit in our for our side as well yeah absolutely so bringing it back to finance is there anything new are there any new strategies or new funds you're invested in or new accounts you know is there anything new at all in your financial life
0: no, essentially, I'm I'm still on the um the, the kind of fire and forget path of we st- of, as we've previously discussed. Uh, I have in between kind of the last 18 months, I've increased the amount of money that I am investing on a monthly basis, both into my ISA and into my pension. I alluded to it earlier, but I recently negotiated a pay rise at work, and so I added another one percent of my salary into my pension. Uh, and I did some quick maths and worked out that will be, well, it should all things being uh, happy mean i get an extra kind of thirty-five thousand pounds uh come retirement age which i'm hoping will maybe buy me a maserati and possibly a tank of fuel as well
1: if petrol still exists yeah because if it's electric then god knows how much that's going to cost uh, but yeah i know i remember we sort of like chuck the numbers in a compound interest calculator for you to see what it would be and it was quite interesting for myself nothing has changed sort of substantially in terms of my strategy. You know, I've still got like a good cash holding. I've still got passive index fund investments. It's just bigger than it was 12 to 18 months ago. Um, It's actually increased at like a faster rate. Not, I wouldn't say a much faster rate, but definitely a faster rate than I expected it to because I just sort of give myself like a a 12-month target and I've always sort of managed to beat that. Fingers crossed that does continue. But obviously, if there are any massive emergencies or any big costs upcoming that you're not aware of, then that's always going to make a massive dent. But yeah, I was safely managed to upgrade all my sort of computer setup and like working from home stuff. So I've got a nice fancy desk and a new office chair, a new PC. And, you know, despite how expensive all that stuff was, it really didn't make a dent in the overall picture, which, you know, I feel extremely grateful for. But that's just... That's what setting yourself up does in terms of personal finance. It allows you to do these sort of things.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. As, as you were thinking about, uh, as you were talking a second ago, I was thinking or trying to work out in my head the, the percentage of my ISA allowance for the, the previous year that I would put in. I think I'm probably about 25% of the way of filling it all the way up to the max. And I'm just aiming in the next kind of financial year to, to beat or at least match or beat that, um, which I think would be quite a good target to to set against yourself. Um, I know we haven't discussed this before, Tom. But do you have any idea as a percentage what how how far up you are to filling it in your your
1: ISA? So the tax year ending April twenty twenty one, I'm probably going to be about fifty to sixty percent of the way done with my ISA allowance. However, with The tax year ending April 2020, I actually maxed out my ISA allowance, which is like, I can't actually believe I'm saying that. Like, it's actually unbelievable that I managed to achieve that. And I never thought I would do that at any point in my career, let alone my first proper year of like wealth building into my ISA. And I managed to max it out. But yeah, that was a sort of extremely good fortune. Probably not something I will achieve again in the next sort of couple of years.
0: Well, you didn't think you'd achieve it this time, and you have. So I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that you can achieve it again. I didn't expect you to say you'd managed to max it at all. You've uh, certainly put me to shame, for sure. So it just gives me a bit more motivation to try try a little bit harder, earn some extra money from somewhere, and uh, just increase that kind of percentage, I suppose. Not that I'm in any way competitive, but I think that that might be a cool thing to kind of carry forward and check in once a year and see, actually how much have we managed to fill it or
1: hopefully one day we'll get to every year and we'll both be putting the maximum amount in yeah i totally agree i think that for people that aren't on mega salaries and aren't going to like max their isa and their pension and then start to make sort of general investments that are like taxable that is going to be the big sort of determining factor behind your success will be how much of your isa allowance And how much of your pension allowance you're using each year and if you are doing a good chunk of that each time then you are sort of on track to retire within 20 or 30 years but yeah it's it's not something that as you said it's it's not competitive you're only in this against yourself and you're against your ability to to earn money and your ability to not spend it and to keep investing the, the the difference between those two things so it's not about you know how rich your friends are or what car they've got or, or whatever it's its purely about yourself so just focus on what you can do each tax year and try and put away as much as you can
0: yeah essentially st- stay away from the noise of uh, the financial markets and all the advertisers and and stick to the path really so long as you're doing things that your future future self will thank you for and you can really justify things truly to yourself then that's fine i mean nobody's perfect tom and i are far from it um, we just try and do, do as good as
1: as good as good we can do with, with what we have. Yeah, and then talk about it on the internet as well. There's that too, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think this has been quite a valuable use of our time. And I think hopefully you guys have a better understanding of where we are both mentally and financially. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. But it, I wanted to keep this quite short. And so we'll look to end this pretty soon. But please keep a look out for the podcast and the uploads that are coming up because we really do have some good content coming out that uh, I am personally quite proud of. So yeah, please keep listening and we really hope that you've enjoyed what we've produced so far. And please, if you do have any questions, email us. And I know everyone says that, but we will respond to your email because we're not getting too many just yet to sort of not have to respond to them. And we'll try and incorporate whatever sort of requests or whatever, feedback or ideas you have
0: yeah definitely we're here to learn along the way from you guys as well as as well as each other and, and other sources so yeah as tom says if, if you if you want to hear anything particular if there's something you um, you'd like us to cover or you want to come on the show just email us and
1: we'll, and we'll get back to you yeah absolutely uh, right and that is a wrap so see you next time Thanks for listening to
0: the Financial Independence UK podcast. We hope you found it useful. If you have any questions or ideas for us, feel free to email at fi.ukpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.